I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door, your host, your guide, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And I am so excited to bring back a special guest here today that you all got to meet last year in October, I believe it was. Kaylee, can you please say hello? Oh my gosh. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I am so excited to be here. And um, I always like to call everyone in my little universe um, Shining Stars. And so I just want to say hi, Shining Stars. <laughs> hi. Oh, I love this so much. So Kaylee, before we jump into today's topic, because I want to do that because it is a good one. Um, for all of our new listeners here who maybe haven't... Um, uh, had a chance to listen to your last episode, which by the way, is linked in the show notes. Um, will you just give us a quick little introduction, who you are, what you do? And of course, you know that we would love to know your big three. Yes, I'm really excited to really, in a sense, be introducing myself again, because it's actually different compared to the first episode, because I have been doing lots of work on my end, too, when it comes to my brand and my business. So I am a brand and website designer, and I work with holistic and spiritual providers, which is so exciting to say, because I just recently narrowed down to that, because the more I thought about it, I was like, I just identify with holistic and spiritual people so much. Those are my people. You're my people. (laughs) They're who I love to surround myself with. I myself am growing so much uh, spiritually. And so I help you feel empowered in your branding so that you can really shine in your industry and attract more dream clients. I love it. Kaylee, um, for those of you that also don't know, Kaylee is my designer and my brand coach. So I was in her signature program. It's been over a year now, a year ago. That's so crazy (laughs) to me. Um, that really helped not only transform my business through a rebrand, but it set the tone and stage for how I started structuring my business going forward, my brand messaging going forward, really who I was and showing up authentically and wholeheartedly to my business. All of that started with you and Design to Shine, like just seriously. So all of those beautiful visuals you see on the website that you love so much, that's Kaylee. And don't ever forget it. So if you need to hit up Kaylee, make sure you go do that. You share such good stuff on your Instagram too. So make sure you go follow Kaylee. I am excited though, because this is a topic that is super near and dear to Kaylee and I's heart today. Um, as you've seen the, the show title for today, we're doing, we're talking about community over competition. This is something that Kaylee and I honestly find ourselves very naturally talking about with each other often, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's something that you and I have very similar stories, I think, in our journeys of 
coming from a place where we learned about competition first before we ever thought about community. And uh, I'm really excited to talk about it because now that I've let go a lot of my or let go of that competitive side of who I was and who I was brought up to be from like my childhood all the way into being an adult and transforming and choosing community. Um, it's been a really beautiful process. Um, I could not agree more the way that you said, let go of those. That's exactly how it, how it feels like, it's kind of like being in a tug of war when you're in the competitive and competition game. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you realize this, you can have this really liberating moment and realization of there is no game. If one of us just lets go, if one of us just stops this stupid game. Um, and it's really, really empowering. So, uh, that, that really hits for me too. So, so much Kaylee and I, we met through mutual friends many, many years ago now. I mean, it was a while ago now, mm-hmm. right? Probably, yeah, I've been in Six. my relationship for almost five years. And I met oh. actually you and that group of friends pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say probably about five years now that okay, so you and I've known each other. Okay. It was, it was, it's been a while. And like, so we had this personal connection with each other. I started, um, following Kaylee's business page on Instagram. Uh, the more and more I was developing that witch next door and I learned so, so much from you. And one thing that I always appreciated about you and I, I, it's why I signed on to work with you and why I think we just connect so well is because in your program, even I remember showing up and at that very first consultation and having to explain, you know, like me and who I am and kind of what I have envisioned for my brand. Right. Well, you find yourself when someone's asking you that you find yourself really naturally talking about what you don't like, right. That other people Mm -hmm. are doing or things that have been really imposed on you and things like that. And it comes from this kind of kind of bitter place. And those were some of the first, and I remember you just so easily and gently being like, all right, well, we're just, we're just not going to do that. Then. I wouldn't, don't you worry. I won't make you have those colors and I won't make you have those shapes and you, know, you don't have to do that <laughs> yeah. at all. We're all going to do what you like to do. And those were some of the first steps in that letting go like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, so Kaylee, for you, Tell us a little bit about Eclectic, like how long you've been in business and stuff, but tell us a little bit about your experience in general in how you said, you know, you were, you really started with competition first. Yeah. So, so I am the owner of eclecticdesigns.co. It is my baby. It is a studio that like, oh, just saying it out loud, like makes my heart so happy. I've been officially full-time almost two years now um, when I got let go due to the pandemic from a corporate job as a graphic designer. Went to college, kind of like working backwards in my timeline, right? Um, Went to college and I was doing a lot of reflection lately and really my journey started with graphic design when I was a junior in high school. 
we had, and this is so funny, we had a competition, a design competition um, for a new program at the high school. It's called STEM, which I don't know if those of you listening know what that is, but it was really heavily incorporated in our school system here in Denver. And it's where it's a program where they start to bring in, I think STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Um, and so at our high school, they were like, oh, we're going to do this competition for, um, our students in our graphic design class, which I was in to create a logo for this new program. <laughs> and I was in sports. I've been in sports almost my whole life. Um, I have incorporated the idea of competition into my art for a very long time, actually, too, when I think about it, because there's something so satisfying about getting like a ribbon when you're younger or like having your art go into art shows. So competition has been very heavy in my life, especially when it came to sports. So when I did this competition for graphic design, I lost. And the reason I like to say that I lost is because I was so bitter. I was so angry um, that I lost because for a while I was a very, like they say, a sore loser when it comes to <laughs> losing because I was so used to this aspect of like, if you're not number one, then what are you type of mm. thing, especially when it came to sports. So really my journey backs all the way about 10 years now because it's crazy to say I was a junior in high school 10 years ago. It seems like yesterday, but that's really essentially where my journey started with graphic design overall. And it kind of grew from there. I was an editor, editor in yearbook in high school as well. And then I went to college for engineering actually, and it was not my jam. <laughs> and then when I went into graphic design school and art school, we also had a lot of competitions there. And the reason I want to talk about that is because it's very popular actually in my industry to do design competitions and what that looks like. And, um, what it is, is there's a lot of people, you know, artists will reach out or big programs will be like, Hey, we're wanting to change things up. So we're going to do this competition and you can enter your design. And, um, that's kind of like, really how I came to understand what I did is that it was a competition when it came to who had the best designs, who had the best ideas, who had the best logos and so on and so forth. So um, competition for me was very, very high of my list all the way throughout college, um, even into the corporate world, because getting a job was very competitive. That's what they would always say. Like, well, you getting a job in what you specialize in, the field is so competitive. It's so competitive, right? And so there's a lot of things I was actually telling Danny before we started the podcast right now is I have a lot of things I wasn't proud of when it came to competition. Like it brought out some really unfortunate like qualities. Um, I also, I'll never forget this and I, I still feel bad about it. But I was in college and we were doing a design competition for the Brown Palace Hotel. Mm -hmm. And it was like their either their th it was one of their anniversaries. Um, I think their hundredth anniversary or something like that. And our class was doing a competition to create a beer label for them. Mm -hmm. And 
this is like fulfilling my ego. My design got picked in the top three, which I was over the moon in because I was like, oh my God. And I had all these people around me saying like, oh, yours is going to win. Yours is going to win. Well, mine didn't win. Mm -hmm. And they chose another girl's design. And I was very rude to her. Because my ego was so hurt that I lost this competition. I was like, her design is nothing compared to mine. Like very angry about it. Very hurt. And I remember being very hurtful to her face, like right in front of her, like very snarky. I was like, oh yeah, I heard you won the competition. How'd that go? I bet that was really nice. And this girl was so sweet. Like her and I had been friends. We had done projects together in our classes. Her and I got along really well. She was such a like kind, tender soul. And here I was kind of like attacking her. And I remember she almost started crying and she goes, well, they didn't even give me credit for my design. So she was like, Mm. she won this competition and she was already having hurt feelings. And then here I was attacking her Mm. and I still feel about, feel bad about it till this very day. And there's a couple other things competition wise that I don't feel proud of leading up into having my own business. But when I decided to kind of embrace who I was as a person and really put who I was as a person into my brand, competition was something that I actually really don't like. I don't value it. I think it causes um, a lot of riff. I think it causes a lot of lost energy. And so something I really wanted to focus on going forward with like being full-time in my business was community. So I was seeing all that like ego-driven toxicity that like I was doing when it came to competition that I knew community was going to be really big for me. And Danny, this is something that like I really love when you and I started working together is you said that community was going to be one of your top values Mm -hmm. for your business as well. And I think things have kind of like just unfolded since then for both me and you, knowing that we have like these similar values and we want to support people, not only within our own industry, but also the people we work with in a way that's not ego-driven and it's not Mm -hmm. toxic. It's very like we can all rise together. We can all create this ripple effect together compared to we're all our own individual people. And the pandemic really brought that to life for me because I felt very isolated. I'm an extrovert at heart and I was just craving a community (laughs) more than I ever have in my life because I've always been very involved. I've always been part of communities, but then in the pandemic, I was isolated. I was working from home. And so ever since then, I've kind of made it a mission to really put community forward. And that's where we are today. Ah, so insightful. I love that. I really, first of all, really, really, really appreciate your transparency and your honesty. We're definitely all about real magic for real life over here. We get real. I could drop a few bombs on a few episodes. Um, I really appreciate that because that is, that's shadow integration right there. Number one is like just saying the thing and facing it and bringing it out and up front and, and holding the space for you and who you were at that time and this girl that you hurt. Right. And mm-hmm. just kind of like, letting both of those things exist and how, how you transmuted that and moved forward and what that, 
has now become, you were able to turn it into a building, literally a building block, right? One of the pillars of your business. Kaylee and I definitely, um, she's right. One of our shared values in our businesses is community. And when you work with Kaylee, you talk about your values because she literally incorporates that into your branding, um, in a visual sense, but also really, truly in a very energetic sense you do. And it's very easy for me to get my message and who I am across to my audience because my brand is so rooted in my values because that's your process. And yes, community for me, I really, I, first of all, as usual, this happens with Kaylee and I a lot. I, yes, we have a lot of parallels and similar situations and I have lots and lots of experiences like that as well with my younger self and like versions of me that didn't have the self-awareness to even like name some of those feelings. I kind of just lived in my reactive state a lot of the time. And I just lived there. That's You'll notice, um, all of you listening, like the more you do self-awareness work, the more you'll recognize that the majority of people live in a reactive state. Um, and so I even have examples myself of people that were, you know, trying to be shitty or shady in business or whatever, were trying to undercut me or whatever, but I still reacted to them in ways that I look back on that I'm like, oh my God, I don't feel good about that. It's certainly, I certainly don't feel good about that. So it obviously didn't serve whatever purpose I thought that it served back then. Um, I think that you and I both also one of the hard things we have encountered is comparison cycle stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest ways we encounter competitive, like, and I'm talking about toxic competition, by the way, everybody, like we're not, I don't think that competitiveness is an inherently wrong trait or state of being. I think it can be it, incredibly helpful and incredibly self-empowering, right? And incredibly confidence building. And it's still a fine line to walk, just like with any of our emotions or any of our other emotional states. And we're talking about starting to lean into that, that toxic competition. Um, I, I would like to hear from you you know, maybe some of the struggles that you have had, maybe particularly in the designer industry when it comes to comparison cycles and how that kind of fed into some of the, the competition cycles as well. Mm, mm -hmm. Yes. So being a designer, I think there is a level of competitiveness. And like you said, like we are talking more about the toxic side because I agree. Like it can feel really empowering to be like, Oh, like this is so exciting. Someone chose Mm -hmm. to work with me. Right. Um, I think the biggest lesson that I've had in my entire career that was like 
wow. Like to me, I was like, wow, I'm transforming as a person (laughs) is, and I posted about it actually. And I had actually a good amount of people that reach out. And I think maybe Danny, you were one too, that reached out is I made a post. Um, and this was very early on when I first started working and I was doing like a fair trade with this girl I met from Australia. She is such a gem. She is so sweet. And we were working together And I think we had gone through, um, so when you're going through the design process, for those of you that haven't worked with someone or maybe have, sometimes you don't always get it right on the first try, right? And that's something I had to really kind of understand is like, I would present something to a client and if they didn't like it, I really, really had to understand how to like, not let my ego stand in front of me and be like, well, your client's wrong. You Mm -hmm. are a great designer and this is the right way. Mm -hmm. I've had to let go of this idea that in graphic design, there's a right or a wrong way. And this really comes into, um, being present, especially I talk about this a lot when I was in school and what most designers are taught is that you don't create a brand for yourself. You create a brand for your audience. It's about the client. It's about the audience, right? Well, what was happening when I was learning about that is that it's very repressive, especially for solo entrepreneurs, spiritual and holistic people such as ourselves is that if we're so focused on our client, we, we lose so much of who we are. And that's where kind of like the comparison comes in, right? We start to get lost in this spiral of, okay, what's everybody else doing? What are my competitors doing? And time and time again, I've listened to a lot of people who are very successful, right? And a lot of them say they've dialed down this idea of trying to understand what their competitors are doing, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what our competitors are doing. And if our competitors are doing something that doesn't work for us, then it's not going to work. We're not going to reach the same level they're at because it doesn't work. Right. So circling back to that story I started with, with working from the girl from Australia, um, we were working together and a couple of times she was like, it's just, it's not resonating with her. And I was like, I just couldn't get it. So she came to me and she said, I'll be honest with you. There's another designer friend I have, and I've asked her to start working on my logo instead. And this was like in the middle of us working together. Mm-hmm. Now past me would have gotten very, very upset <laughs> And been like, are you kidding me? Like I've put in all this time um, and now you're just going to hire and go with someone else. But in that moment, for some reason, I didn't feel that. I just, I said, you know what? If like this other designer can bring to life what you're picturing and what you want, like, that's great. Like go work with them. And that was a really, really, really big moment for me and transformational because like now I didn't feel competition with this designer. Instead, I just was like, oh, this designer resonates more with her. And in that doing so, I had another client come to me who was also working with another designer and didn't resonate with what they were making. So then they started working with me. And when you do that and you start to learn, like you let go of that competitiveness and you're like, okay, let's allow room for like that energy exchange. Like you and I talk about Danny for there to be like that actual good connective transformation and that give and take of someone you resonate with so many more things go more smoothly 
you have more progress. You feel like at the end, you don't feel crappy about working together. You feel really good because the whole transaction is like really authentic and you guys get along. And that's something that like I value so much in my business is I want to work with people who like want to stay friends or they want to still be a part of my community after we're done working on their brand and website. And what Danny talks about is like, even though I say I'm a brand and website designer, like I put so much more into my signature offer. Like it's not just about the design. It's like about how you feel. So I bring in kind of like this, like life coaching aspect and this like brand strategy aspect that really focuses on like you as a whole person. And this is something a lot of people in my industry don't really do, right? They're very strategic. They're very focused on the, um, the clients, right? They're not focused on like who that person is sitting in front of them that has a business that they're putting so much love and energy into. And so for me, when I first tried to, you know, look at my competitors and be just like them, it just didn't feel right. It felt really uncomfortable. And there was always this part that was missing. I just kept thinking like, I don't feel connected to this person. There's so much about this person that's putting so much love and heart into this thing. And I don't even know about it because I'm focusing so much on the design side. So that's why I created my signature offer. And I was so excited when Danny started working with me, because I think with you, Danny, it was the first time that I could really lean into that part that I wasn't seeing other people in my industry doing. And it just felt really authentic for me. And it felt right to just listen to you as a human and give you that space to talk about what you love and talk about those things you didn't love that other people in your industry were doing. Because time and time again, when you can come back and embrace who you are and let go of your competition and just like show up in that unique space you're going to attract so many more people that are like-minded and who want to do and accomplish the same things and have that same vision that you do. And it creates that community compared to, oh, it's just another sales transaction. Yes. Yes. I, I totally, totally agree. There's, there's an easy way to get really sucked into this competition and comparison cycle in business. And it is number one, let's just call the beast what it is. When we all join these collective platforms where we can see each other and see what each Mm -hmm. other's doing on this regular basis, number one, I just want to validate everyone. It's hard not to do that. (laughs) Like it's so hard not to compare your situation. Um, especially let's just say it like, especially with people where you can tell they don't put as much heart into it as you do. They don't put as much maybe work into it as you do. And it's really, really hard not to kind of get sucked down that rabbit hole. Um, this is where your boundaries come in to such serious play, obviously, right? Like filtering out those that you just straight up, you know, don't resonate with or trigger you or right. You're just not aligned. But another key component is in letting go of these ideas and and recognizing or going deeper within yourself to be able to recognize maybe where is this coming from? 
Mm-hmm. When I find myself so triggered by somebody, like so triggered by their stories on Instagram, right? Everything they put out just pisses me off and I just want to vent about it, right? Let's call it what you're probably more talking shit than venting, but we'll call it <laughs> venting. I hope that you are able to go a couple layers deep and go, where's this really stemming from? Because typically what's uh, down there at the root and what it was for me was fear of financial instability, right? Mm -hmm. Putting all of this time and effort into, just like you were explaining, as an entrepreneur, and even if you're not an entrepreneur, even if you don't own your own business, whatever that thing is that if you have a heart-centered path or livelihood that you follow, that thing that you put so much of your time and energy into, there's a lot of like taking leaps of faith that come in with that and hoping like, well, I sure hope this pans out for my actual life. I sure hope that this actually pays my bills and also, you know, provides me with a little bit of comfort too. Even it's not right. We don't, start our business to just break even. We're hoping for this freedom of time and some more money and some some more comfort and breathability. And so when you start getting down to the root of it and realize that you're operating from this place of fear, fear, it could be, you know, scarcity place, whatever, you will, a really beautiful thing will start to happen. And you'll start to see that fucking everybody goes through it too, or Mm -hmm. everybody's also going through it too. And everybody also has this little imposter beast. I remember you called it the imposter monster when I first met or when we first did our business meeting. And I was like, that's exactly what it is. It's a little monster. It's a little imposter monster. Everyone deals with it. Every Mm -hmm. single person, no matter, I'm not kidding you. I am so, and I don't even like talking in absolutes, but I feel so confident in saying every single person deals with the imposter monster at some point. And so when you can recognize that, what happens is we start to level the playing field. We start to humanize the people outside of our inner world. And we stop seeing them as these demons or these like offensers that we have to defend ourselves from. Because let's be real. Like that's really what it starts to feel like. You start feeling kind of self-righteous in that competitive, protective space that you've put yourself in. Fuck them. Fuck them. I do it better, right? I'm, I'm so much better. I'm doing it this way at least. If you can start to humanize people, this is, these are the first steps into creating community. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that happened for me after Kaylee and I had even finished working together, continued our relationship, continued having these like really in-depth conversations about, it would always start with business and do this. It would always turn it right to these big life themes like this. And the more that that started happening and I did draw those boundaries, but I did also humanize those around me, I was able to create such an aligned community for myself, I can confidently say that at the end of almost every single day, I have at least one interaction with a person that just makes me like go, oh my God, I am so fucking grateful for this neighborhood, for this community, for this circle of people. Like, And that came from letting go of the notion that 
exactly. I either have to do it all on my own or everyone's out to get me or they're, they're better than me or I'm better than them. When did you start, Kaylee, kind of noticing that growing feeling of my community is building? I'm starting, I'm seeing it now. Now I'm actually seeing the benefits of letting go of the competition and embracing community for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, one situation really sticks out to me. Um, and it was probably the first time I had a client who really, it was crazy. Like I sent over my proposal, you know, and it's like, sometimes of course we're, we have that comparison. Like I was thinking like, Oh God, is she going to reject my pricing, all this stuff? And she booked immediately with me. And this was a client who was working with another designer and I kind of coached her through the process of um, how to work with me instead. And I wasn't thinking of it from a like, Haha, I just stole mm-hmm. your design client, right? Like we went out to breakfast and she started crying at breakfast. And she was like, I feel like what's being created now with this designer is not, it does not resonate with me at all. And I think right then and there, I just was like, holy shit. (laughs) I am like, what I'm trying to say and put out there is really resonating with people that you can be who you are and fully embrace who you are and have a successful business. And it was at that time, because we got together in person and I had never really talked to her before. She just reached out on Instagram and was like, Hey, I've been following you for a while. I really just want to go get coffee. And I am such an extrovert. I know when Dan, whenever I say this, Danny's always like, no, I could never do rando coffee date. Oh my, God. my little Scorpio heart. No, but I love it. So I went and got coffee with her and um, just one thing led to a ne- the next. And I just remember sitting there asking her like, well, what, what would be something that like would help you embrace your business a lot more? And like, that was kind of the aha moment for me too, of like, oh, I can incorporate so much more than just the design aspect Mm -hmm. because clearly what we as designers have been taught of like being so focused on money and sales, right? Because that's what it was about. You focus on your ideal target audience. So then the client you're working with will get more money. But I'm not working with these big corporations, um, say like... Starbucks. I'm not working Mm -hmm. with someone like Starbucks who is appealing to hundreds and thousands of people in the masses, right? I'm working with people who have smaller communities and have a very, very specific type of person they want to work with because that person aligns with who they are too as a person. They're not looking at their people as in oh, I want to work with you because I need the money, right? So that's really Mm -hmm. where that financial thing starts to come in. And of course, like we all have to make sometimes those sacrifices for financial stability. Like we have to work with some people who aren't fully going to align with us every time. For example, I work with holistic and spiritual providers, but right now I'm working with a restaurant Mm -hmm. because it's paying my bills, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so you do have to make that, but really coming back to like the heart center of it and her telling me like, the content. Like, it's crazy to me when people tell me like, oh, I reached out to you because of your content. And Danny, that's something you said too. Um, And it was something, another client, it just kept coming up for me, right? These clients Mm -hmm. would come to me and be like, I knew I wanted to work with you because you show up as yourself every day. And that's something that like made me be like, oh, 
I can be who I am. I can show up as who I am. And those who want to like join my community and be surrounded by the energy I'm putting out are going to come and be a part of my community. So time and time again, I think that's something that just kept coming up as I kept getting these people that were like, your brand is really unique and your content is really resonating with me because you're focusing on putting out like either it was like free content, like really in-depth free content or like it was, oh, well, you are wearing like really fun outfits or you're using crystals and stars. And I've never seen somebody use that before in their brand and be successful with it. And your brands aren't super minimal. They're very vibrant and they're colorful and they have a lot of fun design aspects. So I think time and time again, I kept getting these clients that reaffirmed that like, my idea of like having community and having like true, true relationships with my clients is like something that like I needed, but they needed to, and then that they were looking for. And that's when I was like, Oh, I'm like building my community. This competition thing is no longer a thing. Like, um, I have design friends who end up working with someone in our inner circle and it's so exciting for me. Like, I can't wait to see like what they design for that person. And I get to like celebrate that with them. And It's just, if instead of, if I felt competitive about it, I know I wouldn't have as many people in my circle as I do now that are so eclectic, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like all of us Mm -hmm. are so different, but we all come together based off of like that same foundation of like wanting to help and be a part of our community as a whole and help other people because of that. And when I say community, I know some people are like, oh, tons of people, right? Like sometimes it's not that it's just like that one connection that you make with someone. Like I keep coming back to this like idea of like therapists, right? Therapists aren't sitting down and talking to like a whole room of people. They're talking to Mm -hmm. someone one-on-one, but they're making such a big impact with that person one-on-one. Then that person's going to go out and create that ripple effect. I love that note. That is such an important perspective for everybody. I think that when we talk about creating your own community, it sounds burdensome and overwhelming because we're like, sure, Danny, let me just go build a neighborhood. But it's this tiny one connection at a time thing Mm -hmm. that really does... There's a reason, y'all, why I always talk about why the small stuff fucking matters almost the most because that's what you do more frequently and what builds up over time. You know, you can get a post to go viral. It's honestly, I hope I don't piss you off too much with this, everybody. It's honestly not even that hard. If you do this research and put the time and energy and effort that the influencer that you're comparing yourself to that does that, you can get a post to go viral for yourself too. I'll tell you something. Uh, I don't get hardly anything out of a reel that goes viral or one podcast episode that just goes off of the charts. It is in the little sentence that I said in one episode four months ago that somebody brand new found and reaches out to me in a private message on Instagram. They don't, they don't post about it and share it to the world, right? It's this really private, intimate conversation that takes place of them telling me, you know, you, you changed my, you're changing my life with, with little reminders like that. Like that, 
that is an interaction between me and one other person, like Kaylee's saying, but that's community. That's the creating mm-hmm. community that I'm talking about. That's the, the showing up, being yourself, saying yes to what's aligned, saying no to what's not aligned and recognizing that no sweat off you, no sweat off them. Like it's just a no, it's just a disalignment and that's okay. It's not about bending over backwards and being for everybody. It's not about not to be too cliche, but the, you know, the quantity over the quality, it really truly is about the quality at the end of the day, because I promise you everybody that private DM message, even, you know, even though they didn't maybe shout you out and they don't have 4,000 more followers than you do or whatever it is. I promise you that that interaction is so much more literally fulfilling in your heart and soul then you're fucking real getting 50K plays on it. <clears throat> I'm. It, would you not, like, is that how you kind of experience it too, Kaylee? On that, like, smaller scale like you're talking about? Yeah, I'm actually really glad you brought up numbers. And I know, you know, we're always talking about social media, but it is, social media is prominent in our lives. It's a part of life. our lives, yeah. Yeah, we, we can't escape it. it. And I'm glad Danny brought up the imposter monster because I've actually developed my imposter monster to be this whole little person. (laughs) His name is Alfie. His name is Alfie. And he's this really cute little blue monster and he's super fuzzy and he's cute, but he's still, um, like my imposter monster deals a lot with like, um, like comparison and uh, deals a lot with like questioning myself. It deals a lot with like shyness, which is like all these things that a lot of people are like, what? You're shy sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) if I know I'm about to make a presentation in front of like more than five people, I'm sweating off like everything that I drank (laughs) from that morning. You know what I mean? Like those things are still going to come up. And I think comparison is still going to come up because there's this podcast I listen to. I can't get this line out of my head and it's such a good one. And I I wish I could tell you where I heard it from, but right now I can't, but it's this author and she was talking about how technology has developed so fast and we are on social media. Our brains have not even adapted yet to how many people we are observing and connecting with every single day. Wow. And I, I really, really want, profound. Yeah. Wow. And I want the listeners right now, like to think about that for a second. You are not equipped to go on and look at all of these social media platforms every single day because you are faced with so much comparison when you do that. You know what I mean? Like think about Mm -hmm. Facebook, all the people you see from high school and how their lives are so drastically different from yours and how much we compare that. And just a couple years ago, our parents and their parents' parents didn't know about anything in people's lives until they had their like 10 year reunions. God, no kidding. 20 year reunions. so true. And so that's something I think about a lot. And Social media is, you know, social media is tough because, you know, those numbers do say a lot. And I know people are always like, numbers don't matter. Numbers don't matter. And like, but we've been taught that numbers do matter. Like Mm -hmm. you get on and every business person that's listening right now, you know that you keep getting this content from people that are like, how to go viral, pay me to teach Mm -hmm. you how to go viral. Oh, let me tell you how to use these hashtags. You just have Mm -hmm. to buy my course. And it's like, they, they're... 
their whole thing is like rooted in that, like this idea of number games is just like keeping up with the Joneses and like making money quick. It's the same as like followers. Followers have computed to like money and it's all about this number game. And so I created the imposter monster Alfie in mine. And like, you probably have your own version of your imposter monster. And I think we always think like, oh, how can I fix it? How can I get rid of the imposter Mm -hmm. monster? And to be honest, you kind of have to adapt and like learn to work with it. And as I'm sure, you know, Danny, like that's a lot of shadow work, like your shadows are going to be there and you just have to learn to like work through them. And when they're triggered or when you're working through certain things, you have to learn how to navigate and how to kind of take that imposter monster and be like, Hey, it's okay. I know that you're seeing this person in your industry who's looks like, right. We don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Looks like they're more successful. Looks like they're doing more things than you're doing. And your journey is different. Your journey is not their journey and that's okay. And like, you have to kind of like coach yourself on that. Um, so when it comes to social media and especially, um, this is something I have to work on every day because I struggle with it is instead of being so fixated on this idea of numbers, right? And you think about all these people that you admire, like, where did they get started? At some point, they started exactly where we did with a fresh account, with working through their own imposter monster, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And you might want to go through and like figure out, and I know Danny and I were just talking about this this morning, is you have to figure out which people are worth following and which ones aren't. And if you're feeling really triggered by someone, maybe it's time you unfollow them, or maybe it's Mm -hmm. time that you find someone else who makes you feel a little bit better about like where you're at. Like maybe you find people who are at the same level and journey that you are. Um, I know that for me has been really helpful is finding business owners who are in the same year mark as me, right? Mm -hmm. Or finding someone who's been in business for a couple of years. Like Danny has been in business with multiple small businesses, right? Not just that which next door. So there's so much from Danny that I learned too. And it's kind of, it's not this, oh, I know more than Danny because I help brand coach her. Mm -hmm. It's not that at all. Like she has so much advice for me and like my journey. And like, that's been really special for me is finding people who we can, I always picture this like in a couple of years, like I want to have like a table of people that we can give each other really good advice so we can all grow together. It's kind of like that holding thing, holding people's hands to lift them up to that same level that you're at instead of being like, I'm going to run up these stairs and like, Mm -hmm. you'll get there when you get there. I, it's so true because first of all, social media, even when it started, was still very based in locality. You talk to people that you knew. Like even when Facebook started, it was only for college students. And I mean, most of the people you were friends with were people that you knew. And it really has expanded into this place we can go that if you don't set the right little filters or boundaries, right? Those little things and systems you can put in place. You can basically open up any of these platforms 
and just subject yourself to that emotional reactivity, just to that, Mm -hmm. right? Just living in that reactive state without even realizing it because most of the people there are doing the same thing. Everyone's on there just firing off like little keyboard warriors, right? And either having these like, empty-headed arguments or empty-headed conversations or no conversation takes place. It's just a picture with a bunch of likes. And, you know, you might look at that that girl that posted that picture and she got all these likes and it makes you feel really crappy about yourself. But what if on the other side of that picture, that girl's like, no one ever comments and wants to talk to me and everyone just likes my picture and I feel like I don't, like, I'm so serious in this humanizing each other way. And I think this is why as a collective, we really are starting to see huge waves, big waves of people going, I want like community, but this isn't community. It's hard because social media satisfied a lot of those needs for a while, especially during pandemic, right? And then now it's turning into, well, Jesus, this isn't, this isn't community. (laughs) This is just as detrimental as the toxic job that I left five years ago or whatever it is. And so a lot of us are really consciously making choices, right? Either putting those boundaries in place, unfollowing people, following certain people, making those connections. It's not just about the client interaction either. There are so many like collaborations that I do now that fulfill me and I fulfill the other person. Mm -hmm. It's not this competitive, weird, awkward situation anymore because I work with people that are seeking aligned community just like me. It's one of the the top values that I want someone I'm going to work with in any capacity to have. So Kaylee, one thing that I love about you that you, I'm actually glad that you already brought up is, is how extroverted you are. And you try all of these really cool community-based things and programs and stuff like that. So I would love to hear from you some of what you've kind of tried, some of the unique, uh, whether it's like support systems or programs that are out there, things that people are doing um, that you've participated in or or you've seen out there being offered now. Because I think that what I'm going to call all of you out, I think a lot of you were like, well, where? There's no one (laughs) doing this out there. There are. Yeah. Um, yes. So first and foremost, I just want to say like, you have to explore like what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. I'm not going to tell every single person I suggest to go meet a stranger and get coffee. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) Like for Danny, I would never tell Danny, you need to go out and drink coffee with strangers more. Like, (laughs) no, 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 no. You need to find what works for you. And I, Since I am such a little social butterfly and I've been working this muscle for a long time because uh, it didn't just happen overnight that I was like, yeah, I'll go get coffee with a stranger, right? This is something that I've kind of learned and adapted over the years. And there's so many other things you could be doing um, that work for you. So I have joined Facebook groups. That's a place that you can get started. And I also, you can be particular and kind of be picky, to be honest, be picky about where you're joining. Um, there's been a lot of Facebook groups that I've joined and then I'm like, "Mm, there's too many people in here. There's not really a lot of authentic connection. I'm going to jump out. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with 
you know, feeling something out. And if it doesn't work for you leaving, um, I have this really good example. And when I share this story, my friends think it's crazy because I'm such a social person. I had joined this all women's group for Denver in particular, and they threw a huge Galentine's event. This was a couple years ago. And I had really been at this time. I didn't have like a lot of girlfriends. This was before I had my business. This is at a time where like I had very isolated myself because I was going to school. Um, I was working full time. So I didn't have a lot of time for socialization. So I joined this Facebook group and was like, hopefully I can make some girlfriends here. Right. I was really had this desire to have some girlfriends that I could go to lunch with, get coffee with and stuff like that. So they threw this Galentine's event and I couldn't find anyone to go with me. And usually my comfort level is like going and doing something with someone I know, because then it's like, they already, they help kind of pull that extrovert out in me. Right. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have anyone to go with. And I went down to this event and I kid you not, I was there for 14 minutes. I went inside. I felt uncomfortable. All these girls were with their girlfriends. There wasn't anybody that was really by themselves. And then if there was somebody by themselves, I tried to have conversations with them. They weren't going very far. Um, and I just felt so uncomfortable that I left after 14 minutes and I cried because I was like, how am I supposed to make friends? How am I supposed to build a community? And I just haven't gone back to one of those events. And it's like, it's okay because like I tried it and it didn't work and that's okay. Like I could try something yep. else. So Facebook groups, if you feel comfortable, like go to events um, for networking, you can also find there's a lot of really cool things out there. Um, what is the app called? Is it called the Clubhouse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Clubhouse is still a thing. So if you want to join Clubhouse, you could do that. Um, you could meet people through there. You could do it through Instagram too. Like, um, I know this might feel scary, but like reaching out in the DMs. Um, I love, 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 love when people reach out in my DMs. Um, but I've had a lot of people who are like, Oh, I've, I waited years to reach out to you because I just feel like you didn't have the time. So I just want to like reassure you that if you do reach out to someone in the DMs, like, give it some time, right? Because you don't know like what that person's life is like behind the scenes. Like sometimes I have people message and then I can't reply for like a couple days, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I don't want to talk to them. Right. So if you want, you could always reach out. There's also a lot of fun groups out there that are trying to make networking a little bit more fun. So for example, I just tried out this new one yesterday, actually. Um, it's called fuck your pitch. And that one was fun because they're kind of, they were talking about it and they were like, our businesses are, uh, most of them and a couple of them had like businesses that were in like the sex industry. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I can't go to a networking event and be like, guess what? I talk about sex all day for my job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. they were like, that's kind of, sometimes it's a taboo topic. So they were like, we wanted a space that wasn't so focused on the pitch and it was more focused about playing games. So like when we got there, we played bingo and then we talked about each other and got to know each other. 
or there's like memberships out there. So there's so many ways that you can kind of like branch out and find like what works for you. Um, there's also, I'm sure if you're wherever you're at locally, I'm sure there's like small business events, Mm -hmm. um, that you just have to do some research on and figure out if they have meetups and there's, so there's a lot of options out there. You just have to do the research. Like sometimes it's not always just going to be presented to you. You do have to do the research and kind of give things a try. And if they don't work, that's okay. There's always other options. Um, but that, that's where I would say to get started. Um, now if you're not an extrovert like me and you're more introverted (laughs) and the idea of going to all these events is like really (laughs) scary to you, you can start somewhere like a lot smaller and like, like Danny said, like if you reach out to Danny based off of a podcast and you just start a conversation, maybe that's a place to start. And then maybe Danny's like, oh my gosh, actually, I just have this other connection who you would get along with really well. So like a lot of my connections have kind of happened that way. Like Mm -hmm. I made a connection with someone and then someone else had someone else and then they became a part of my community. And I've made a lot of really beautiful connections that way. And another thing that I really, really, really want to encourage. And I've talked to Danny about this too, with social media. If you're struggling right now with like the numbers game, because I still do sometimes too, because I'm thinking about it analytically as a business, right? Like analytically, you want your numbers to be up, but there's something really beautiful when you can just go onto social media and actually be there intentionally and like read through people's captions and like, comment on their stuff with a very genuine comment. I've done this a lot um, recently within a Facebook group for just graphic designers. And from there, I've been able to mentor three graphic designers on their own journey. And that's a connection right there, right? Is kind of like how can I help them? And I've given them like a lot of free information because like, I don't feel like, oh, everybody has to pay for my services 24 seven all the time. Mm -hmm. If I feel really called to help someone and give them free information, I'm going to do that. And like, I'm not saying give out free information all the time to where you financially can't support yourself. But like, if you're passionate about what you do, it's going to be really fulfilling for you to like help someone else within your expertise. And so when you show up with intention, especially for social media, it's going to help you kind of let go of those numbers and really start to focus more on like that humanistic side. Like Danny keeps saying is like, you're humanizing other people. There's somebody else always behind that screen. And if you resonate with something like connect with them on that, there's a lot of people that like, it takes some time to warm up. You can't just, Mm -hmm. you know, you wouldn't go up to someone and randomly to coffee shop and be like, hi, I'm so-and-so and and this is what I do, right? Sometimes it takes some warming up. Like maybe you're commenting on their stuff or you're liking their stuff or you're reacting to their stories because you think what is something that's funny. Um, I actually want to share something really quick that has nothing to do with business, but (laughs) this is how I got in my current relationship. Actually, I, um, (laughs) My current relationship, um, we had known each other, um, when we were, when I was younger, but when I wanted to reconnect with him, I didn't really know how. So I started following him on Snapchat and I thought everything he posted was really funny. So I would respond and tell him how I thought he was so funny. And one thing <laughs> led to a next. And now we've been together for five years. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it takes like, 
it takes those baby steps sometimes. And like also just take into consideration is like not every single connection you try to make is going to be a forever thing. I have a lot of people that have come in and out of my journey so far when it comes to business and community and friends and like, that's okay too. Like there's always going to be room for somebody else and just know too that like you're worthy of really good connections. That's something I have to remind myself of is like, I'm worthy to have a community. I'm worthy to have clients who also want to be my friends. Like I have a lot of clients who I hang out with and like Danny, for example, but I also have other clients that I get together with and we don't do anything business wise. We'll go out for coffee or go out for breakfast. And it's nice to have those connections. And like, I have to remind myself like, oh, I'm so worthy of this. I'm worthy and I can have these relationships beyond just a business transaction. You are able to genuinely help other people, especially when it comes to clients, so much more effectively when they're just this really, there's this aligned and authentic connection there. And that Mm -hmm. was one of my biggest realizations why I didn't have to operate out of fear anymore and just book anyone and just people please for anyone those people don't do the work. They don't align with my message. And so I'm not able to guide them or help them. And that's okay. It doesn't mean, and this is where the comparison and imposter monster and all that stuff comes in and where this reflection comes in. Because if you catch yourself, just like Kaylee's story, finding yourself in situations where you have this rejection, right? Or something that doesn't, that ends, like a connection ends and you find yourself in this super, super defensive place of like, screw that person. I'm better Mm -hmm. anyways. It's not always, not everyone always feels like, like they're better than me. Sometimes people get stuck in that ego, like you were talking about at the very, very beginning. And sometimes that's almost a harder part of ourselves to communicate with because it's such a protective part of ourselves, right? And it's hard to look at that. And when you do recognize that, hey, it's not about if they like me or not. And even if that is what it's about, like, okay, that doesn't change my value as a person. Yeah. When you really embrace that and let it go, those people start falling by the wayside and finding their aligned community which leaves so much more room in yours. And these people, exactly, it starts filling up with, hey, I really liked that post. It really meant a lot to me. Or commenting on something or that person that that starts following you and starts liking everything. So one way Kaylee and I have met and become friends with and interacted with all kinds of overlapping people between our industries and our clientele and stuff like that and our audiences because we share each other's work all the time. This is one of the biggest reasons I'm all about lifting each other up. And, you know, I'll share Kaylee's work. And maybe some of you are like, oh, I like that. I like that a lot, a lot. And I go, (laughs) you know, you go check that person out and you look at a few posts and you're like, ooh, I really think I like this a lot. You can leave it right there. Just interact with some of their things so that the algorithm knows you're there and knows to show them on your feed. Like like Kaylee said, like you can do this in a very safely introverted way still. And because that's actually one of the biggest things a lot of you reach out to me about is 
I don't know how to like create this. It's so scary. And I'm, I get it. Same way. I'm the same. <laughs> I'm the same exact way. It's very, very difficult for me. But some of my best connections, uh, one of my favorite examples for community over competition that I was so excited to share with everybody is how I found Ashley of Starseed Shadows, who now has a regular standing monthly spot on my show that I just, oh my God, I love my connection with Ashley so much. I'm so grateful for her because I don't even remember who it was. It's been a while now. And she's one of those people where, you know, when you meet those people that you're like, it feels like I've known you for forever. Like mm-hmm. one of those, um, somebody just shared a tarot reading video that she did forever ago. And I had been scrolling through stories and I watched this reel and I was like, damn, it just hit right. And I loved her style and everything. And I clicked on her profile and same thing. I, I looked around in her stuff and I was like, oh my God, I really, really love what this girl has to say. And I followed her and I just started the same exact as what Kaylee's saying. And this is coming from the introvert herself. I would just leave a few comments and things like that. And then we ended up I actually ended up also winning a giveaway of Ashley's. And so we had a session together, which was amazing. But we, it's so easy for that little simple interaction to get carried over into the DMs, carried over into, hey, did you know I'm also a part of this X, Y, and Z? Do you want to join us? Like just opening the door, like Kaylee said, in that safe way, you would just be so floored. You'll look back a couple years later and be like, oh my God, I'm so glad that I did that like one tiny little risky thing, right? That I tried it or whatever, because it it blossomed into something so, so meaningful and so like beautiful, really, truly. Um, one thing, this has just been everything that I wanted it to be. I knew as soon as I thought of this episode, I was like, Kaylee, I want Kaylee on here. We're going to talk about this because Kaylee and I, (laughs) we just Mm -hmm. chat about this over breakfast. I'm not going to lie. We have these big conceptual conversations about all this. One thing um, I just want to say first and foremost is thank you for coming on and talking with all of us about this and just being so honest and transparent and, and insightful because I really hope that this inspires the extroverts, the introverts, everybody in between that like we can let go of that tug war rope and, and be inspired to like start connecting more and more because shocker, you might even find some like new besties who you used to call competitors, right? Mm -hmm. It's so, so true. Um, Kaylee, the last thing that I want to leave off on though, not leave off on, but give you some time to talk about a little bit though, is community is this main pillar of, of your business. And you have started, uh, the eclectic universe membership this year and which I'm a part of y'all might've heard, um, you know, on our last couple of ad slots and stuff, I would love to, now that I have you here, I've had a few people that are, you know, ask questions and stuff. And I'd love to just let you have the floor and tell us a little bit about that passion project and how it's coming to life, because I just love, (laughs) love, love being a part of it. Yes. So eclecticdesigns.co, I consider it the eclectic universe, which ties so beautifully back into my branding because it's very galaxy focused. And that's why at the beginning I said, hello, shining stars, because (laughs) 
that's whoever's in my universe, you're a shining star and you're very unique. And I treat all of you as such. And so I actually have my own podcast that I created because I was desiring so much of like community. And so on top of the podcast, I was like, oh, now I want to connect with people so much more. Right. And so for business owners in particular, I noticed after working with them, a lot of the time they still needed guidance and I didn't know how I could really support them further in a way that was like, oh, well, now we have to do this huge like brand coaching thing. So I came up with the Eclectic Universe. I wanted it to be just a space. I, I'm so excited because you've been in it for two months already. And every single time we leave these calls, um, we just feel inspired and we are able to connect even further. There's a Slack group that we can come in and message each other. And what I think is so beautiful is we don't just talk about business. We talk about our lives and if we're struggling that day and it's just really beautiful to go in and see each of us being like, Hey, I thought of this when I thought of you when I saw this today or being able to talk about things openly in a safe space to where you can completely be yourself. And that's, that that's my biggest goal, right? I want you to come in and be like, oh, these people get me. <laughs> they understand who I am. They understand my dreams and aspirations and they care more about life compared to just the business money transaction of what our businesses are. And so every month within the Eclectic Universe membership, we have three calls because that's kind of like that community aspect where we can come in and we do an intention setting call for the month um, because I really want to help you and guide you in whatever way I can and other people in the membership can to help you reach your goals um, business wise. And then we also do a content creation call and that comes back to like social media, but also like marketing and all that stuff. And we talk about how you can start to embrace your authentic self more. So it doesn't feel so scary to show up on social media anymore. You can just post about things that make you happy and feel passionate or maybe relate with people a bit more. And then our last call is very like topic focused focused for the month. So I still want to wrap in like some branding and website aspects if we can. So every month has a different theme. Next month, it's going to be about brand strategy. So that's going to go into um, how to strategically reach the goals that you want. But also it's going to bring in that life coaching aspect too of like strategy can also be a very intentional, very authentic, very energy based type of thing. So that's what we'll be focusing on next month. But uh, just talking about it, like I feel emotional because it's it's beautiful to connect with other people. And it just this has been my dream for so long to be able to help impact other people in whatever positive way I can and support them as human beings, not just like as a business owner. Right. So, uh, oh, it just feels so good. But thank you for letting me be able to talk about it. And those of you who have asked any questions, you can always ask me questions too. My DMs are always open. <laughs> over at eclecticdesigns.co. If you're curious about joining or maybe you have some questions before joining, but it's only 22, 22 a month and there's no like contract on cancellation. So maybe you hop in for a month because you need help on that topic. And then maybe you hop out the next month. It's just kind of whatever works for you. 
So the other thing too, that I want to let everybody know is your business experience level does not matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have such a wide range of business experience in the group right now in the membership. Um, A couple of us have been doing this more than a few years. And then there's one of us just really fresh starting out on her own. And it's really amazing. I think this is a big part of not humanizing each other and really equalizing us and making us realize like experience or amount of time isn't everything. We all have something so valuable to bring to the table and we're all able to bring each other that, that support and that inspiration that Kaylee was talking about. I love being a part of the Eclectic Universe membership because as an entrepreneur, we don't have coworkers anymore. We don't have this big team that we're a part of ever anymore. And in a lot of ways, that was really empowering and liberating for a lot of us to get away from maybe toxic work environments. But then you start noticing even just a short while into your business, uh, especially because you have to do so much on your own, you feel very alone. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you try to vent to your partner or your family or your friends and they don't get it and they don't know how to help you or they tell you how to run their business and they're giving you literally the worst <laughs> Usually is coming from a place of love, but you're always like, okay, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, I, this is a huge, huge reason why I joined was just for the community aspect alone, to be able to have some calls that he could show up to talk with other entrepreneurs. And like, it really helps me, um, get out of kind of my, like, honestly, like loner headspace. Um, because I can do that throughout the weeks, especially with so many of us running our business from home and being at home every day, you can kind of get stuck in your own little world. And it really helps like break me out because I'm not showing up to like communicate and like talk to my audience. I'm just showing up as a person who needs to talk to other persons that day. (laughs) Like that's, that's so massively supportive. I really want you all to know how just that one small part I'm talking about, like the, having the, the calls to show up to how impactful that is. But yes, the Slack conversation has turned into like such a beautiful place where we all share like it's it exactly what Kaylee said. It's so much more than business. It's honestly very I will tell you this, it's honestly kind of like an entrepreneur's support group. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's so nice to show up and be like, hi, I'm Danny. Hi, Danny. And we all just kind of get it and we get each other's experience a little bit. So if that sounds like something that you've been looking for or something again, like we talked about during this episode, that you just want to try. We are really great non-judgmental people and everyone is in this membership group that you can show up and just try. And if you want to be around for a little while, great. If you want to, you know, dip out after that, that's totally fine too. But like, at least consider like these things like this, whether it's an eclectic universe or some of these other opportunities, trying these things out, these little small ways, that's, that is creating community. Creating community doesn't have to be this burdensome mountain in front of you that sounds terrifying to create for yourself. It's just 
a few people, a few conversations at a time over weeks and months and years. And uh, it's amazing. So Kaylee, I love what you do. You know that. Oh, and thank you. So much. And thank you for being on here today. This was just so fun. Oh, this is, it's always such an honor for me and like such a joy. I get so excited. <laughs> And I've been able to connect just from that other episode. I've been able to connect with some really beautiful souls here listening. And I just want to thank you guys. Even just listening to a podcast, I think is such a huge step. Podcasts for me have been a really big part of my Mm -hmm. journey. And they're kind of like a safe space that you can come and learn and connect with people and really feel like you get to know them. So even just listening to the podcast, like you've probably learned so much about Danny, and you could probably easily reach out to her and be like, I'm a listener. And then already she's like, you're in the neighborhood. (laughs) So there's so many ways. Um, I did want to mention too, in the membership, if like coming to the calls isn't your jam, there's also like resources that I include in there. So there's like journal prompts. Um, Mm -hmm. I like to include some meditation sometimes. So things that don't feel like homework that are like fun activities to help you in like your personal and business growth. Um, if maybe coming to the calls isn't something you want to do yet and you just want to kind of hang out in the Slack group or utilize those resources. Mm -hmm. You could do that too. Um, One thing I really love about Danny when it comes to community is like kind of understanding that there's different learning styles, different Mm -hmm. levels of like comfort ability when it comes to like your own growth and kind of figuring out what works for you. So trying to adapt to that as much as possible. Yes. And that, that really is so, so important. It's totally okay that not everything is for you. You can show up to a space and like get from it what you uniquely need. And, and if you are inspired by the conversations that Kaylee and I have, Kaylee hosts a really amazing inspirational podcast because it's called the Eclectic Universe Podcast. You can find it on the app you're listening to this on right now. And, um, you really bring on, I'm so serious, such incredibly valuable guests onto your show from pun very much intended, such an eclectic array, right? Mm-hmm. Of industries <laughs> and and people and expertise and skill sets. I get so much value and inspiration and motivation out of all of those episodes, regardless of what industry that person's from, because you seek out such you know, people that are aligned with you already. And because I'm aligned with you, exactly. I show up and I receive so much value from that. So don't forget to go over and listen, follow and subscribe to Eclectic Universe podcast. Oh, yes. I'll shamelessly pause you all day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Yes. So like I said, podcasting has been a very big part of my journey. So when I started my podcast, I really wanted to bring people on that would either help you connect, feel inspired or motivated in your own journey. Cause that's really what happened for me. I found these podcasts and they had these guests on and I'd get so much value from it. And, um, yeah, the guests I've brought on, they're beautiful. We're already in season two and even like listening to them. And then I've had people reach out to them from the podcast. So you can even, even make connections there. So really the possibilities are endless. And like I said, like you can stay within your safe zone. And I actually challenged Danny to do this when we first started to work together is even though we have this safe zone, sometimes it's okay to kind of reach past that line of comfortability and try to explore and find something new. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Yes. 
So important. So, so important to know. Kaylee, thank you again. This is so amazing. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Those that are, it means the world to me. Yes. Thank you everybody so, so much. This was amazing. If you have any questions, any thoughts, any breakthroughs, anything that you want to reach out to me or Kaylee, please feel free to do so. You know that all the contact info is in the show notes right now. I hope that you all have a beautiful, beautiful day. Stay safe, have fun, and all of you stay magical out there. Hey, magical human. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. And if you can't get enough of all of our witchy, magical content here in the neighborhood, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter, That Witch Gazette. It's a really fun, really convenient one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood. If you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjurethatwitch. Thank you so much. I'll see y'all next time.